Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. It is Friday. Feels a little bit like Groundhog Day. The 12th vote for the Speaker of the House will commence shortly. We do not anticipate that Kevin McCarthy is going to win that vote either. Seems like the uncertainty over the House Speaker is going to roll into the weekend. Uh, Not, to me, a great deal of drama there. Not a lot changing. We'll see what exactly happens. Uh, We've got Julie Kelly on at 1 o'clock Eastern, an hour from now, to talk about the anniversary of January 6th, which we will be discussing. Anna Paulina Luna, who is one of the 20 uh, holdouts, also recently elected congresswoman from the state of Florida, will join us right at the top of the third hour, right at the top of 2 o'clock Eastern out there, to discuss the absolute latest in the House of Representatives and how things might be going there. But... Again, Buck, with something that I I think is going to dominate the narrative cycle on the left wing, but I think we can puncture this as if it were a balloon right off the top here. January 6th, first of all, the idea that we would be celebrating in any way or even commemorating a second anniversary of January 6th is evidence of how powerful Democrats and left wing media and their allies have been in labeling January 6th as a uniquely dangerous day in American history instead of labeling it for what it was, a continuation of months of rioting and the only one that Republicans were actually directly responsible for. And I do believe there remains so much to be uncovered about why the security was so weak on and around the Capitol building uh, on that day, it is worth mentioning, and Julie Kelly, I imagine, is really going to tee off on this because she's covered this so well. The Department of Justice is planning, Buck, on still charging a thousand more people with crimes relating to January 6th. This is one of their top focuses of investigation. 
They've already charged nearly a thousand people, most of them with nonviolent offenses for taking photos, for trespassing, for entering into the Capitol without permission. So the idea that they would continue to put resources out there, and I would just point out, your Republicans, particularly in the House, helped to drive hundreds of millions of dollars in additional money for the Department of Justice to be able to pursue these uh, individuals even more. But to me, what really stands out here is we're talking about everyone out there on the left wing in the media saying this is unacceptable that we have multi-days to decide who's going to be the Speaker of the House. But, Buck, they also tell us that it's totally normal for elections to take one month to determine who actually won. So on the one hand, they say democracy is messy. It takes a while to figure out who exactly is going to be in power. And then when Republicans spend three days fighting over who's going to be in power, they say this is unacceptable and it's a major national security risk. It is definitely ironic at the minimum. You'll certainly waste a lot of time if you spend it looking for Democrats being principled, keeping their word on different things, having standards that don't shift based upon whatever may be uh, most amenable to them, most uh, most advantageous in the moment. Look, the speaker fight, I think people are going to get really bored of this quickly here now. I honestly I think do. People I, already I, think are. I, I think it's reached this stage now where it's okay. So you and I have said, let them figure it out, fight it out. And if they want this to stretch on for you know a few more days or next week or whatever it is, Fine, but the uh, the messaging component of this, th- there's a limit to it, right? It, it it doesn't, you know, if somebody does a filibuster for whatever it is, six hours or 12 hours, you know, people are paying attention. If you were saying that you were going to do a filibuster for a month, right, at some point people just don't care. I, I just, I'm using this as, as obviously an, an example of the attention span or, or to draw draw attention to the fact that people, I think, are getting very bored of this. At first, it's standing together. And by the way, I'm not saying don't keep doing it. I'm just saying I think that the messaging is going to be lost on on a lot of people and if this continues to go as it is. So if it's really about the debate and reorienting the GOP. By the way, we're going to have Anna Paulina Luna on, who's one of the 20 yep. who is standing together. Anna's a friend of mine, friend of Clay. So we're going to let her tell you what's going on. I, I'm just saying I think that as ratings uh, go and, and attention spans go, the speaker battle is going to be something that that fades pretty quickly here. You don't, you don't think going. people right now are like hitting their radio dial as hard as they can to hear the twelfth update of what happens in the uh, in the speaker vote? Because I agree yeah, with I mean, you. I, I think. Spo- I, spoiler I think, alert: the twelfth vote. It's not going to solve this. Okay, we would yeah. know if there was a deal. Uh, so they're going to keep going through this process, and you know McCarthy as apparently as of now actually has failed to reach a deal. That's the headline on Fox News, and then on January sixth. You know, unfortunately, I think Democrats were able to squeeze more political juice out of that one than we had anticipated with the midterms yes. uh, by running their constant coverage. Sure, a lot of people see this and say, well, what happened to the summer of 2020, all the BLM riots, all that stuff that happened? Democrats were fine with it. Democrats are fine with riots. It's, you know, the voices of the oppressed being heard by burning down a drugstore. You know, that, mostly that's peaceful cool. protests, mostly yeah. peaceful. They're fine with all that. Then in the case of January 6th, we're supposed to, I don't know, relive this year and you're out. That's going to fade as well. Um, but they did get 
They did get uh, some mileage out of it for the midterms, as we know, which was a bit of a surprise, but that is what happened. And depending on who the Republican nominee is, they will go all out on this. I mean, let's not forget, they spent three years. It was really only the pandemic that got them to stop obsessively talking about Russia collusion. Russia collusion was the single biggest news story in America for three years. Yes. Right? There was nothing else that really 2016 to 2019. There were there were lunatic libs who built whole careers on lies. Rachel Maddow reached her all time peak in viewership, her all time pinnacle by doing these Russia collusion monologues every night. I bring it up, Clay, just because if anyone thinks they won't make January 6 a centerpiece of things uh if donald trump is the nominee in 2024 i got news for them that's part it's part of the plan for sure a major part of the plan i i don't think there's any doubt and that was one of the most disappointing things of the 2022 election was that independence broke for democrats by about two points and that's unheard of because usually independents break against the party in power and one reason was I think Democrats had some success branding Donald Trump in January 6th as a direct threat to democracy. And that's why they're going to keep hitting that same mantra of January 6th is a threat to democracy. And I would say, we've talked about this a little bit, but I think Republicans mishandled the summer of riots because they tried to legitimize in some way the riots themselves, right? Instead of just going straight law and order, and I think probably that was because a little bit Trump was ham-handed in the way Wait, he responded can, can I jump when in he just, said, when, "Yeah." You mean in the early days? Yes, there was that because there, and it was only a few. It was some Republicans, but there was this. Oh, we should hear out the grievances and do police yes. reform, and that lasted about maybe a month. Yeah, and I think Trump actually came out too aggressively because he was like remember when he sent that tweet like when the rioting starts the shooting starts and i'm paraphrasing so he almost went too far right where it was like hey we're gonna shoot rioters as opposed to just trying to stamp down the riots and so the 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 response i think of the republican party to the riots was not as uh politically adroit as it needed to be whereas from the moment January 6th happened, Democrats have been in lockstep. I mean, they've tried to say legitimately for years now that January 6th is the worst day in our country since the Civil War. I mean, they decided that was going to be their argument. They were going to step over uh, Pearl Harbor. They were going to step over uh, 9-11 and go directly to the essence of January 6th as a modern-day civil war almost, as if this were a real attempt to overthrow the government. And enough people, you know the left-wing loons are going to buy it, but what's been disappointing to me, Buck, is that enough people were willing to buy that narrative that I do think it's been politically advantageous to Democrats, which is why the second anniversary of January 6th is even a thing, and they're going to try to tie it into there not being a Republican House Speaker as evidence of our democracy still being under siege. I hope that doesn't work, but that's what they're going to try. Yeah, and of course, if if this had gone along seamlessly and Kevin McCarthy had won 
right out of the gate and no big deal. They'd be talking about how, see, the Republicans haven't changed at all since the terrible right. days of January correct. 6th. They won't stand up to the crazies in their own party. So, you know, you can't win either way with them, which is always the way that it is. They're not actually seeking any It's a great game to be in when you win no matter what the result yeah. is, right? Yeah, so that that's the approach of Democrats no matter what we're talking about. And I just think that on, on the uh, January 6th thing today, you know, if nothing else, the speaker, the speaker fight right now may not be getting the rapt attention of a lot of America. I don't know. I mean, some people, if you're into politics, this is an interesting situation. Although, you know, the 12th vote, the 20th the vote, the fact that the 40th it's the vote. same thing every time, even if you're into politics, makes it the, the, when the same vote happens 12 consecutive times, it's like, okay, it's an interesting story, but it's hard to feel like there's much drama in terms of what's changing. Yeah. And so with that in mind, I, I do think it is at least serving some purpose. The good news about the 12th House Speaker vote that is about to begin as we are talking to you, it's going to happen again, is that at least it means that we're not every moment we're, we're watching the uh, speaker vote. We're not watching uh, Adam Kinzinger or Adam Schiff or Nancy Pelosi, you know, tear up about every year on January 6th, you know, the, the, the trauma of. Uh, you know, being in the general vicinity of, of, of a riot. I mean, they're, they're fine with riots as long as they're Biden voters. I, yes. And, and the idea again, I think it has to be hammered home. The amount of lying about who died on January 6th, you know, they, I, I saw like, uh, the, the, I was reading this morning. They were like, the blood soaked insurrection. That was one of the ways that it was described in the New York Times today. The blood-soaked insurrection. I mean, Ashley Babbitt was unarmed, minor threat at best, and she was shot and killed. She was a protester, uh, an armed source, uh, services veteran. She's the only person who died on January 6th. Huge percentage. We talk a lot about misinformation and disinformation, and the left wing loves to lob those attacks at us. Buck, a huge percentage of the American public believes that multiple police officers were murdered on January 6th. Like, they believe that. And Democrats continue to fuel that story, even though it's 100% inaccurate. I mean, the, the, one of the more stunning statistics that, that people can see um, is how many, just going back to the, the BLM riots, for example, uh, the, the percentage of Democrats that think that there are thousands thousands of unarmed black men yes. who are shot every year by police is staggering i mean it's yes. like 20 percent, 30 percent, 40 the real number as we know depending on the it's usually less than 20 some years yeah. it's been eight some years it's been 15 uh every one of those deaths of course tragic and should be investigated uh to the fullest extent of the law and punished where where, where that's the where that is what should happen but it's not thousands of people. But that was the basis of the mentality that led to the riots that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats were fine with in an election year that led people to lock down their businesses, to board up their windows, because they were terrified if Joe Biden didn't win. I, I remember that. You remember that. The stat that will blow people's mind that almost no one knows, 75% of people who were shot and killed by police are white, Asian, or Hispanic. 75%. That's a pretty staggering stat. Even some of you out there listening right now are like, what? Yes, yeah, 75% of people shot and killed by police, white, Asian, or Hispanic. It changes the narrative quite a lot. You never hear it talked about anywhere.
but that is the truth. Uh, certainly any improper shooting should be investigated, but that is the reality. I want to talk to you about Legacy Box for a minute, my friends. You know that feeling when you stumble across an old memory, a blast from the past, and you just smile? A photo album tucked away somewhere, or an old box of tapes? The company Legacy Box helps you digitally transfer these memories. You can share and watch them for decades to come. Audio cassettes with your old mixtapes, VHS, even film reels. Legacy Box transfers it all by hand at their Tennessee-based facility in a matter of weeks. The whole process is super easy, and you'll love having these memories preserved. And right now, they have a great offer for our listeners. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Buck to take advantage of it. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Kick off the new year by rescuing your family's most cherished memories. You're going to love working with them like we have, and so many members of this audience have had great experiences, and now they can enjoy those memories forever thanks to LegacyBox. LegacyBox.com slash Buck. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton making sense in an insane world. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details have it both ways you can't say i am i'm a man of principle and i believe in x y and z but if he gives me x y and z i'm not going to vote for him what well here's how does no, that no, make he, sense here's how it makes sense laura kevin mccarthy is the masthead of the lobby corps and i resent the extent to which kevin mccarthy utilizes the lobbyists and the special interests to be able to dictate how political decisions are made, how policy decisions are made, and how leadership decisions are made. Kevin McCarthy has been in the leadership for 14 years, and he has sold shares of himself to special interests, to political action committees, and so that's why I don't think he is an appropriate choice.
Interesting back and forth there. Welcome back to Clay and Buck between the Laura Ingram on Fox and Congressman Matt Gates on, on this issue. I, I was thinking, Clay, at one point last night that there would be a uh, a deal, right? There were some reports that there had been a deal struck, and it seemed to me like that's, it still seems to me that's probably the likeliest way this thing comes to a conclusion, but I don't really know. And it, it does also feel like the more people I talk to about this, there's just a sense that I think a lot of a lot of people on the right they just want a little chaos introduced into the system. They 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 the fact that they're the gears are kind of grinding against each other on this, they like that. I think also people are angry, right? That's what I and, mean. Yeah, and 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 I feel like the anger is going to spiral out in a big way in 2023 because we're going to move from hey we're all on the same team, Democrats are crazy. So the story of 2023 is who's going to be the nominee in 24. And I know the voting won't start until January, probably in Iowa in February in uh, in New Hampshire. I don't even know that we've officially got the, the primary calendar out there yet. But all of 2023 is going to be about jockeying for position. And it's going to feature a lot of people taking shots. Like, as you see, I think you texted me, Buck, Christy Noem's crew is going after Ron DeSantis now. I mean, like, kind of throwing some pretty heavy elbows uh, all of a sudden. And uh, that's to be expected. There's going to be a lot of brushback pitches, a lot of elbows thrown as we move into 2023. This is what I mean. If, if, if people are getting really huffy with their fellow conservatives over who's going to be speaker, wait till we start picking a president, folks, or a presidential nominee. Things are going to get uh, it's going to get spicy out there. So let's all just keep it keep it within the family. No doubt. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but I want to tell you, if you own a business, five or more employees, and you made it through COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Importantly, not a loan, no payback required here. It's just a refund of your taxes. How do you get your business this refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. They have tax attorneys, specialists. They will hook you up. They do all the work. doesn't cost you anything. And then they just share a percentage of the cash they get back with you it's all benefit team at get refunds already returned over a billion dollars to businesses they can help you as well which is why you need to go to getrefunds.com. click on qualify me answer a few questions payroll tax refund only available for a limited amount of time don't miss out go to getrefunds.com. no risk high reward do it today Put some money in your pocket at GetRefunds.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Always important to know exactly what is being said by the opposition. That's why I think you need to read uh, widely New York Times, Washington Post, even if you hate and recognize all of their bias, because there's a ton of people out there. I really do believe this, Buck. Tens of millions of people who are persuadable, but they just haven't been red-pilled. They just live in the mainstream media universe, and they believe that the media has their best interest at heart and even crazily is unbiased. CNN has hired Adam Kinzinger. I don't think we mentioned that. There's a great meme. I don't know if you saw it, Buck, where it shows Adam Kinzinger 
morphing into Brian Stelter in like four pictures, which is really funny. Obviously, Stelter fired at reliable sources. What is he now at Harvard? Speaking of people who get protected no matter what uh, they say, I think Brian Stelter is now a professor crazily at Harvard. He's a scholar of media and how to be incredibly successful and dashingly handsome. Uh, This is what they are saying on CNN. I want you to listen to John King and Dana Bash. If you were just a regular person who, let's say, like back in the 80s and 90s, you trusted CNN, which I think was fair, Buck. If you were like graphing CNN's trustworthiness, did it absolutely peak during the Gulf War when everybody had CNN on? If you remember when Bernard Shaw was doing television from a Baghdad hotel room as all the bombs began to fall. I would bet if you trajectory graphed ESPN, I mean, uh, ESPN too, but CNN's trustworthiness in the American public, I would bet it peaked around 92. Would you buy that? Yeah, I think that the Democrat Party, um, and it's funny because Democrats think Republicans have gone so far right and so crazy. Meanwhile, if you look at what's happened in the last 20 years, what have Republicans really shifted far right on? You know, nothing. But Demo- nothing. Uh, but Democrats have gone completely insane. So I think that there are two factors in the transformation of a center-left news entity like CNN into, you know, Pravda for the commies in America. Uh, one is is the the trajectory of the Democrat Party, but then also there's so many more news sources and news options now that to you've effectively had a balkanization you've had a uh a micro targeting effect where people have to find their audience among all these different audiences they used to have them themselves right you go back to like edward r murrow and you go back to the dan rather days and these things they didn't really have competition yeah once you introduce competition into this all of a sudden just presenting the news is a far less um far less of a differentiator because people get their news from a a bunch of different places. Well, I will say, too, international seems to be where CNN still makes its hay, right? And and we rip CNN, I think, rightly for their domestic coverage. But during the early days of Ukraine, when they had, was it Clarissa Ward? Who was the uh, the woman who was so good on the uh, the ground in Ukraine? Well, uh, well, uh, she was the one that did all the Syria coverage. Um, I think she was also in Ukraine as well, yeah. But she was fantastic, and I think you could trust her. You can't trust domestic coverage. I want to play this cut. This is John King and Dana Bash talking about uh, uh, two years you ago, know it's, Donald Trump. It's Donna Bash. Donna. Donna Bash. That's Dan, what I'm here for. I think it's Dana. Is it Dana or Donna? Well, now you're getting into tomato, <laughs> tomato, my friend. I don't know. Let's listen. Maybe they'll even reference each other's names. CNN on the horror that was January 6th. That Matt Gates would nominate Donald Trump for Speaker of the House on January 5th, hours away from the second anniversary of January 6th, just tells you how this is not a serious enterprise, how at least many of the holdouts are just not serious people. Uh, Two years ago tomorrow, Donald Trump tried to steal the country, tried to overturn an election, tried to subvert the democracy that lives in that building. So it just shows you that this, for some of them, is just not a serious enterprise. It's a protest. It's a sport. Call it what you will. Matt Gates can choose his own words, but it's not serious. And it's took, not about governing. Took the words out of my mouth. Uh, I'll go a step further. It's repugnant. Oh, it is so, it's it's repugnant. so repugnant. You know, there are, there are two things that I, I do believe we have to always remind everybody about because, you know, the problem with the 
lib media propaganda is that they still have far more mouthpieces and platforms to spew this stuff. One is that there was no plan to like this was not actually going to happen. I mean, talking about the riot. Yes. Now, they could say that they don't like what Trump was when he was saying, I think they cheated in this state or that state. But that's within the process, like demanding recounts and taking people to court. There was nothing wrong with any of the uh, uh, it's wait, it's Dana bash. I even got so it's it's not Dana. I think she's telling me it's Dana. Anyway, Dana, I Dana, think that's Donna. what I said after my after my initial. First of all, if your name is D-A-N-A, it should be pronounced Dana. All right. That is freaking Dana. I'm with you. I think I think that but, we all need to come together as a society and just agree on certain things. And that's that's yeah. one of them. Um, but anyway, they there was no real plan to overthrow the government by the people who were there. That was never going to happen. And if anyone did think that that was going to happen, then they were delusional. And that's that's a, a sad meaning that they were going to overthrow by force yeah. without any weapons. And you know the whole thing was it's just there was no real plan. But beyond that. The Democrats had spent the previous three years yes. trying to use hijacked elements of the federal government to oust the sitting president who had won a free and fair election, Donald Trump, in 2016. And they act like that didn't even, oh, what are you talking about? They were trying to undo the 2016 election for three years. And then all of a sudden there's a ride in, 20, in 2020 and people are saying, hold on, I, I disagree with this process in court. That's fine. The riot, not fine. And we're the only ones that have ever that have ever had to sit back and say, hold on a second. Maybe there's a problem here. Give me a break. Yeah. And, and I, I want to build on that for a sec, too. They let's not forget that not only did they say 2016 was illegitimate, they did rig the 2020 election. Right. The Twitter files are proving beyond a shadow of a doubt through big tech that they rigged that election and it didn't get a lot of attention but i also think this is significant we talked about the 1.7 trillion an omnibus bill that nobody stood up to buck in that omnibus bill they adjusted the way that the elector uh, electors the votes are received on january 6th because there was some legal uncertainty that had been noted and potentially was going to be exploited by Trump. Now, I'm not bothered by that because legal ambiguity lends itself to legal advice that may not, we, we don't know what is and is not constitutional until the Supreme Court tells us, right? And the reality is, I believe the Supreme Court would have voted 9-0 that what Donald Trump wanted Mike Pence to do was un unconstitutional. That is my opinion as a lawyer, okay? But there was enough legal ambiguity there in terms of the vice president's role on January 6th that it's not an abrogation or uh, abdignation of the legal process for that advice to Trump to have been given. Now, a lot of people rejected it and said, I don't buy into it. And I think the Supreme Court would as well. But, Buck, how many times have we seen Joe Biden himself do things that he believes are unconstitutional because it aids him politically? The the vaccine mandate, the decision to extend uh, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the emergency so that the eviction moratorium continued. Those are unconstitutional acts undertaken by the president that the Supreme Court said you can't do. 
I think it's so significant on January 6th. One, it didn't work. It wasn't really an attempt to overthrow the government. But there was uncertainty legally there that they actually changed in this most recent omnibus bill that nobody is discussing because there was a legal uh, ambiguity there. Yeah, plus there were elements of the federal government that used private entities to violate the First Amendment rights of countless Americans in an election specifically. That's election interference. Yes. By the regime. That is cheating. That happened. So there's a lot of stuff we could talk about here. Oh, the, the insurrection. Give me a break. Rising inflation, a volatile stock market wreaking havoc on retirement accounts until all the economic uncertainty out there turns around. Look, the Phoenix Capital Group suggests you diversify your investments today. They're introducing investors to high-value oil and gas investments here in the U.S. with current yields which range from 8% to 11% APY paid monthly. These are corporate bond offerings, and they're open to all investors with annual interest paid monthly. The Phoenix Capital Group offers live webinars to learn about Phoenix's business structure, ways they can offer security for the offerings, risks, and their financials. They host live Q&As where they'll answer all your questions. Sign up at investingwithphx.com or call 323-PHOENIX. Investment in bonds has a certain risk before making investment decisions. You should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Sign up today at investingwithphx.com. That's investingwithphx.com or call 323-PHOENIX to connect. Truth after truth. You can handle the truth. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Come back to Clay and Buck. I think the Daily Mail is a pretty good news site overall, one of my favorites. But unfortunately, sometimes it is completely overtaken, as it is a British news tabloid. I can't stop reading it, Buck. With royal family stuff. So because Clay is our resident royal family expert, I just want to tell him there are a lot of news stories up right now about the royals. You've got Spare, the book by... Prince Harry, former Prince Harry, the the artist formerly known as yes, Prince Harry, point. is that um, he's been stricken from the royal register? But here here's a story for you that you know you want to talk about clickbait. Um, Harry's this is the quote: Harry's frostbitten penis isn't as rare as you might think, 
All you need to know about the bizarre injury after the prince confessed to using Elizabeth Arden cream to soothe pain from a 200-mile Arctic charity expedition. So, yeah, a lot of royal family stuff, including an important safety tip involving Elizabeth Arden cream, Clay. I was unaware of this. I, I admittedly am clicking on stories like crazy because do you know how all these revelations are coming out? I'm embarrassed to even know this. So the book is embargoed. Right, like Prince Harry has written a book. This is just to be clear. That's from the book. That's yes. an excerpt from the book they're yes. talking about. Yeah, but it's not supposed to be out till Tuesday. I mean, they're treating this as a great state secret. Do you remember? Did you read the Harry Potter books? No, I actually did not, and I haven't oh, okay. seen the movies either. All right, I've read all the Harry Potter books. I've seen all the movies, but as each of those would come out, it was a tremendous embargo. Right, like you weren't allowed to put those books out until midnight on the release date and then they had release parties everywhere and uh and and it was a big deal so they have embargoed and people probably don't know this but books are released on tuesdays all over the world new books come out every tuesday and so the prince harry book is not coming out until tuesday somebody in spain some bookstore in spain accidentally put the prince harry book translated into spanish out on bookshelves and people were able to buy it like a week early i'm amazed at how much you know about this by the way i, 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 I didn't is. even check with the beforehand he's so up on the royal family it's amazing so they got translators to read the prince harry book and translate it from for all of the british tabloids so that they could break all of the revelations the biggest revelation according to prince harry is that he and william got into a physical fight and that William threw him to the ground uh, over Meghan Markle. Which to me is kind of a... I mean, I, I read everything about the story. I didn't expect that Prince William was just out here throwing people around on the ground. I mean, if I had said to you before this book came out, do you think that Prince William has been in a fight, physical altercation, in the last five years? I would have bet a lot of money the answer is no. Well, then you have Prince Harry, who has told now that he told everyone in his book that when he was in a an Apache pilot in Afghanistan, he says he killed 25 Taliban fighters and that he viewed them as chess pieces to take off the board. A lot of people are uh, not raising happy about that revelation at, at, at that revelation too. just the whole putting out the number, talking about his view of the Taliban. I mean, look, I, I'm just. I'm amazed that the royal family has persisted up to this point. Uh, I think it is a preposterous anachronism, and everyone should see it that way too. But it does get a lot. It does get a lot of media attention, and because and you're watching living? the Crown right now, come clean, and it's a pretty good show. We've watched the Crown. The Crown is pretty good. Not gonna lie. Are, are we gonna have former Prince Harry on the show to talk about his book? How do you think I, about this? Oh, I mean, if they reach out, the answer is one billion percent yes. I would be. I mean, yes, we got to talk to. I don't think they'll reach. I don't think they'll try to get him on this show. But they should try to get him on this show. And I think our answer would have to be yes. You would say no to Prince Harry. I think I'd have to say yes as well, just because it is news. It's going to be. This is going to be a a story. It's this is one of these things where people just care a lot more about this than I understand. Than I can understand why they would care at this level. Um, and that is absolutely the case with the Prince Harry memoir that's going to come out and the stories and the excerpts Buck, they're pulling. Running an internet company 
the amount of stories that people say, I don't care about that at all, and then you look at the data and they click, is everybody lies about what they actually like on the internet. Like, this is a good example for radio. Back in the day, they measure our audience with these PPMs, these personal people meters. They used to monitor, it's crazy, like in the early days when I first started in radio, you just had a booklet, and people would write down what they listened to. A diary. What they found was people claim that they listen to classical music way more than they actually did, right? People would say, oh, I listen to classical music because it made them feel better about themselves. A lot of people, everybody lies on social media about what they click on. People claim, for instance, at OutKick, we have, you know, good-looking girl who's dating a quarterback. They're like, you go in the comments after every one of the stories, like, I don't, why does anybody care what, who the quarterback's dating? Their fingers break because they click on the story so quickly when something like that goes up. So the royal family, I feel, is similar to that in that it's a guilty pleasure that many people claim they have no interest in. I guarantee you the New York Post, one of its most read stories this week, even in America, will be Prince Harry revelations from their book. I just think the Brits should spend more time trying to turn around the collapse of their once great civilization (laughs) and stop being so accepting of the of the the long slow slide into mediocrity and irrelevancy they have as a country. I just feel like they could focus on some some other things a little bit because if you think that there are stories that dominate the news cycle here, you go you look at you look at British media obsessed with I these people who do nothing are worth nothing and mean nothing. They're British royal family. They love it. It's crazy. You know, Buck, I got to study abroad in England. I love London, right? It's one of my favorite places to go. Not like I've spent a ton of time in Europe, but I've been to London several times, and I studied uh, abroad in London. One of my favorite things to do was buy every one of the British tabloids on, like, a Sunday and just chill and read all the craziness there. They are, one, brutal in their media. Two, really, really funny. Three, uh, not relating to this, we have got some movement in the ongoing House of Representatives vote. The 12th ballot, Kevin McCarthy is picking up votes. Probably not going to get enough to be officially the Speaker, but we will fill you in with exactly how many he has picked up. There is movement after 11 votes where nothing changed. Momentum on Kevin McCarthy's side. We'll tell you how much when we come back, Buck. Yeah, lucky number 12. There you go. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. 
But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.